It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for War! Okay, I'm unmuted and I don't hear it. Okay, why do you keep muting me and unmuting me? Now I can't be heard.
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, W, R, Slam on the Grave Show Network, on Nickelodeon, on the Oscars, on the Grammys. You are listening to the Warlord of Weird, Sin Bodie. Over and under, over and out, Roger Dodger, look both ways before you look across the street and skate on thin ice while running with scissors. Peace. Okay, then. Can you guys hear me? Because I can't hear you. This is fucking bullshit. There's nothing wrong with my fucking shit. I gotta go take it off my fucking sofa. Technical difficulties. Yep, we're having technical difficulties, Finn. We're quite sorry. Can you hear me? No, actually, not all of us are interior Some of us are Oh, my God. You can hear me. Okay. I think we're having some technical difficulties, uh, folks. I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't even know if you can hear me. I heard Mr. Simbodi for half a second, and that's it. Um, me and my... Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, uh, okay. I okay. can hear you. you. Yay. You can hear me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them yeah. in the chat. They Roger, Roger Dodger, over <laughs> under. I can hear you, and my dog is barking because my wife is uh, coming up. That's okay. He's a he's a little dog too. I can tell. Hi, little dog. Hey, there's a there's a, a cable dude uh, from the, the horse lady from next door. 
and she's working on some pool here because I guess her connection is weird. So she came over and asked, right. hey, can you go on the property to fix the thing? I said, yeah, sure. He, oh, no, wow. uh, not in the backyard. He is, um, he's like uh, on one of those like big telephone poles wherever the heck it was. So just so you know. Okay, I'm here. All right, if Sorry, you guys don't get here. If we get these guys don't get here soon, we're just gonna talk about apples and friggin' oranges for an hour, okay? <laughs> God, no. Blog Talk Radio is being well, as I like to call Blog Talk Betty, is being a total. See you next Tuesday at the moment, folks. So I am entirely sorry. Um, so how are you doing during this crisis, then? What are you doing to uh, stay a little sane? Um, I am, well, I'm here with my family here, my wife and my, my little stepdaughter, um, little 11, 11 year old, little ninja, um, um, crazy person and my dogs and my cats and my other critters and, uh, just, uh, uh. editing like this funny, silly videos to sort of entertain people and distract them and distract myself and uh, ah, me and I, uh, Gangrel and Dr. Tom and uh, uh, a few other coaches, really good coaches uh, got together mm-hmm. and we're, we opened up my private snake pit student page into like sort of like an online hub for like online like lectures and Q and A's for wrestling students across the planet. So, wow. So, so you're educating folks. Excellent. Sure are. That sure does. are. Yeah, well, trying to. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm watching all the wrestling I can, obviously. I mean, like, seriously, people don't understand how many wrestling programs that I have to watch in order to do this show. Okay, at least sure. six. All right? Anywhere sure. between six to eight different shows. And, I'm a student of the game. I try to watch yeah. I try to watch just about everything. Now, obviously, I don't have time to watch every last little bit, but I do try to gorge on wrestling. Uh-huh. As the fan's perspective, that is my number one job. So, so which brings me to the next question. Have you been uh, watching Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I uh, I watched the Ben Benoit thing, and, uh, and then yeah. I just last night I just watched the New Jack uh, deal. Wasn't that? Oh my god! Oh, that I knew the guy was was on the edge and everything, but I didn't know how like how much. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Which one are you talking about, Benoit or New Jack? Or, or New oh. Jack? Okay, Benoit Benoit will always upset me. That will always mystify me as to why it happened. And I can talk sure. until it's blue in the face, and I'm not going to change anything. Well, you At just all. never, you just, I guess at any given point, you never know what somebody's going through, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we, we were saying it last week. If Vicky Guerrero knew he was going downhill and, and totally spinning in a downward spiral, why wasn't he giving help? Where was Vince? You know, like saw. I mean, especially after Eddie died, he he lost his he lost his nut. He was done, and with everything else, well, right? I mean, I don't think. Go ahead. Honey. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you know when things are are going rough, you know, people mm-hmm. people do some pretty crazy things. You yeah. know, this planet is uh, planet is a great place, but it's also a pretty bizarre place, and you know, you know. Some good stuff can happen, and some bad stuff can happen, and just um, but this world is always, always doing some weird stuff, you know. Yeah, it's always going to be some weird stuff. I mean, like straight, straight up. I mean, how they dress Kevin Nash as a wizard for Christ's sake. So yeah, we know anything can happen in wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
baby. Yeah. Yeah, my boys, my boys are trying to get in. So, honey, it's just you, you and me sitting in a tree, and we're not K-I-S-S-I-N-G. All right? It's just not happening. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to pick that up. <laughs> with your she's, a, she's a lot scarier yeah. than I am. Yeah, I got I got a, like an old man of myself, so I got nothing to say. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, just sitting here and, and, and watching the dark side of the ring, I mean, like the Montreal screw job, I watched that because, well, I watched, I had to watch all the season one, right? So I've been, I've been I, I really enjoyed season that. one. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think yeah. it, was, it was very neat. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, so I, I'm really strange in the sense that, like, my memory is if you jog it with certain things and so many things I'd will like just that. flood right back. But I think between, you know, just the years of getting pal drive and chair shot yeah. or whatever, I don't know. Maybe just being an artsy farsi guy. I don't know. But, like, I remember I things very much, I think, like, on dog instinct. Like, I, I remember I was happy, I was mad, I was offended, I was bored, I was riveted, I was, you know. And then, but once somebody reminds me of some details, and other details flood in. But I do remember that I'm, I enjoyed the I'm first like season of, of uh, Dark Side of the uh, Ring. And then this, these two new episodes started out pretty harsh and dark. We'll see where mm-hmm. they go from here. Yeah. Well, apparently Owen's ending the, the entire season, so. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot that's going to come out, and apparently Vince didn't like the first season. Well, pretty sure he's already freaking out about about uh, Benoit, and, and he's just, the one, the one that really, another one that really got me from season one was Brody. So Brody, Brody Lisa. Yeah, and you know what, I'll cool. tell you, like, I was in Puerto Rico, I met that dude, I met Invader. Like I was in a locker room with him, and it was yeah. pretty weird, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Just knowing him, hey, man, that's the guy that was tied into all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty gnarly place to wrestle in the best of days. Yeah, yeah. But the, the whole thing that got me is Tony Atlas is like a keep in touch. We'll tell you when the trial is. They had the trial without him, and they, and it was just whim bam boom. Okay. Right. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it. You know, it was it was totally self defense. Bullshit. Oh, you remember you're allowed to swear here, right? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. We don't really care what you say on this airspace. I, you know what? I, I mean, I like when I'm coaching or whatever, you know, or just in life, you know, I do enjoy a good swear word here and there. I try to <laughs> keep my swearing to a minimal. Uh, coaching yeah. just so like like mm-hmm. I never accidentally screw up and I never accidentally cuss in a match yeah. because like you know whether I'm doing some 21 plus show or some PG show or anything mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. I always just try to like I mean you know if it's 21 plus show okay whatever but I really try yeah. to like um, you know I, I don't ever accidentally like oops if I do swear for something I do it very playfully or tongue in cheek and I'm mm-hmm. sparing in, in between when I'm coaching you know maybe a little bit more or whatever or doing a podcast or something but like at the same time it's so easy to get taken out of context yeah so i figured even too like i was just having this conversation on the my like one of those online tutorials or uh, lectures whatever you want to call it this week uh, that we were doing and like they were asking about uh some guys somebody was mentioning like a comment about art doing articles okay i said well as of like i don't know whenever it was two or three months ago whenever the heck it was i did my last article um, I, I don't want to say ever, but I'm going to be way more sparing about doing like an article where somebody like records me and then types down my words and then puts out my words in an article because 
doing a podcast where you can hear my voice, like you can hear the entirety of it, and everybody else can too. So whether you mm-hmm. whether you to butcher me and take me out of context on a soundbite, then there could be a lot yeah. of other fans to be like, well, that's not what he said, or that's not what he meant, or whatever, whatever. And not just me, like anybody, but oh, in an article, anybody. Yeah, in an yeah. article, you're just you're sort of at the mercy of whatever, however the writer wants to sort of, you know, set up the narrative. And I don't think the guy, I don't think the guy did it like yeah. to be mean or anything. He just yeah. was taking what he thought was interesting, I suppose, or whatever. And it just artistic it just, licensing. Yeah, and it just okay. took me out of context, and I just I yeah. did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to put over Why what that you? article was. I'm not going to bring yeah. attention to it. It was like I mean, it wasn't even a big deal. Like what I said, like like what it was, even how it was mm-hmm. out of context. But it was just out of context, just enough for me to just be irritated, you know. Yeah. And it just made me kind of think about like, well, what if this guy had really butchered something? Like, what if he took something where I was talking about something positive? And then butchered it into something really, really shitty, you know. Yeah. So, oh, I, so I just sort of decided not to do that stuff. And when people ask me to do podcasts, I do quite a few. And then I, you know, I try to, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty like open-minded to to do them. But hmm. I've been a little bit more sparing these days, just because of that. That article really kind of wrecked <coughs> it for a lot of, yeah. for for me doing a lot you. more than I used to do. Pardon me. I can't say blaming when I when I'm in the green room screening screening folks. That's one one of the things that I ask them. How would you like, you like your name pronounced? Is there other any anything that you don't want to? If there's something you don't want to talk about, we will not bring it up. We will not press you. Um, I also ask, how do you feel about swearing? You, you can swear if you want. If, if you prefer, we didn't. That'd be cool too. My mother chucker is my favorite word in the whole entire universe. Um, oh, that's nice. But yeah, nice you know. I always I joke with my with my yeah. stepdaughter. I always say stuff like shut the front door or what the French yeah. post. <laughs> Yeah. Holy like sheep dip, Batman. That's one of my favorites That's too. That's right. And yeah. there is always the Bill After rule. Ah, <laughs> Go ahead. Good. Y'all can hear me. All right. Hallelujah. Okay, and there's always the what now, Steve? <laughs> the, the Bill After rule. Oh, the Bill After rule. He doesn't, you see, he doesn't mind the word shit. That's okay. He doesn't really like the big ones. And if there's too many of them strung together for too long, he will hang up. Period. The end. And he will not come on. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm gonna let loose. Like, if I say, "Listen, motherfucker," he doesn't want to be hearing none of that, okay? And he will tell you straight up. He says the only time I swear is when I sing the song. I swear. Okay. And Mr. Bill After, really? I'm gonna be like, no, I'm not listening to what Mr. Bill After says. I'm not doing anything. He says, no way, man. Uh. I've got way too much respect for that man. I've been reading him since grade five. So, you know, I can't be saying, no, Mr. Bill After, you cannot I just, have, I just, have it your way. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I just I just try just try not to. Like, I mean, if we're having, like, just yeah. a, camp, uh, like a conversation yeah. or something, like, I'll swear, you know, more or yeah. less or whatever, just depending on how the conversation yeah. is. But as far as, like, doing, like, a podcast or even just doing, like, a yeah. seminar or whatever. And, I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong, I can definitely, you know – I can know your audience get on too. roll or whatever, but then I'll I'll try to stop myself or or also too like maybe you know if I'm explaining something and using this analogy or this metaphor and it's maybe a little little more gruff, I'm thinking yeah. my instincts tell me uh, in this landscape today it works just fine, but maybe tomorrow it's not going to be the same or a different place or or yesterday it was a different situation or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. okay but yeah. 
All right. Well, what we've covered. No, so you guys. Far, I, I mean, you're telling me jump in, but it's like <laughs> you guys are. I'm, I'm real. I'm. I'm. Yeah. This is, this is really good. You know. Yeah. And well, that we, I, well, I've almost. I really don't want to spoil what you guys have got going on. You got a good vibe going <laughs> here. Oh, but Steve, yeah, I like your vibes too. Well, what it's all good. Doing? Spoil we've, away. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we've. Oh yeah. Come on, come on, old man. Spoil some stuff up. Spoil it up like well, no. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, all, all we've really discussed is, is what he thinks of uh, our side of the ring. We've discussed what he's doing during COVID. And, all. let me tell you, this man's got a huge list of goings-on that he's doing. He's keeping himself busier than a hamster in a wheel, let me tell you. I was, just, I was joking with, with a, a couple of the guys on, on the, the little Facebook Live um, lecture yeah. that, we're, that I do. Like, I literally, I've been on there, like, daily. And mm. between editing, uh, video editing, uh, some of my stuff and doing some stuff like that and doing the school. And, and even when I'm not doing the lectures, I'm doing stuff for the school. Yeah. And it's just like, I was just kind of joking. I'm like, how in the heck? I'm, I'm in a like quarantine here. I can't leave my house. And, and yet I am still running around super duper busy. I'm like, how is that even possible? Oh, I hear you. <laughs> and weirdly, like, oh, yeah. so I travel, I fly or drive somewhere or multiple places just about every week. And I teach classes, like, in the evenings and the weekdays, like, at our school and at FSW Snake Paint in Vegas, like, me and D'Lo and Kenny King and Kitaro and, and a bunch of other uh, like guest coaches and, and stuff like that. And, like, you know, we only teach in the week because all the coaches there are always doing shows on the weekend. Like we're all, right. you know, hyperactive. Right. So, and I still, throughout those busy weeks, I managed to find time to watch massive amounts of TV because that's what helps my brain kind of wind down. And weirdly, in this whole quarantine thing, like I've just been at home. I haven't been on an airplane or in a car or doing shows or whatever, and I haven't watched hardly any TV at all. If I've watched 20 minutes a day, I'd be impressed. There's some days I haven't watched anything, which is totally crazy for me. And I like can't just say the in front of this computer and, and all this stuff. Like uh, the day before yesterday, yeah, was it yesterday? I don't even know. Days bleed together. Um, I want to say yeah, it was maybe two days ago. Uh, yeah, it must have yeah. been two days ago. So I went. Me and my wife went to my school. Uh, you know, nobody else was there, and we filmed a bunch of stuff for Al Snow on the green screen for OVW because he's doing oh, you know some different old, production, old, kind yeah. of trying to figure out how to kind of get content and this and that for while there's no audience it's loud and all that stuff so we filmed that stuff all evening and then i was like video transferring that stuff and then i was editing um so as much as like we're doing for like the online stuff to kind of teach wrestling students and wrestlers stuff yeah. with me and dr tom and gangrel and so forth um for the fans oh, like so again i, I mean we screen it so it's not for fans and no disrespect to fans obviously i love the fans but it's just more for like, there's like a there's a uh oh my my kids like aunt um stopped by to drop off some like something or other. I mean, they're outside just doing a quick drop we'll just off. Call it, we'll call it stuff. Hey, yeah. hey. Well, so anyway, uh, OG, relax. Yep. My little my little uh I have a, a rescue. She's a, a, a pit wawa, if you can figure, figure that out. A, a pit what now? Oh, wow. What is a she mixed wawa. with? What's, what's I want to say she's pit? some kind of weird pit chihuahua Jack Russell mix is my kind of guess. They they registered her as a pit wawa. That's a, 
And she's ridiculous. And so I was telling some of the guys, too, on the little lecture when I was doing the stuff, like, so this little dog is super sweet, but she revs up so quick. She's like Bobby Boucher or something. Like, she's got the her medulla oblongata is a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, because she was a rescue and she was as as a little baby not even a puppy as a baby she was beat up so bad she was put in a coma oh my sweet Jesus yeah I, and have no, so, I, I worked in animal shelters okay I have no use for anybody like that in any sort of, yeah. like, in any capacity I, I wouldn't hurt a fly I, like I'm physically capable oh. to you know defend the, the home front and all that stuff I've done some pretty yeah, 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 yeah. stuff in my day but I oh, really yeah. wouldn't if left to my own devices I wouldn't hurt a fly Man, I would have mm-hmm. no problem pulling the lever on somebody that would like abuse an animal or a kid or a woman. Mm-hmm. Like I think those dudes, right. I would. You could you could pay me good money every day to like back if I, if I wasn't going to be a wrestler, I could be the guy that pulls the lever. I could totally be that guy. Hi, man. You, totally. you and I are on the same page, brother. I'm. I mean, I'm sitting here. Me too. I've got. Uh, I've got uh, two of my two of my four. I've got three cats and one dog. Only only one animal, one of the cats, is not a rescue. She was a pet store. All mine are my, my wife did. Every everybody everybody else is is a shelter rescue. And yeah, yep, all, all my all my critters are, are uh, rescues. Yep, yeah. my, my 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 little boy, my dog. I've known him all his life, but he was going to be put down because his owners got old and couldn't take him into the home with them. And I said, no, 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 not happening. So I've got Buddy, and I've got my cat Buster. I well, he was given to me. One of my friends had kittens. Here, have a kitten, okay? And then I have two bearded dragons. I rescued one from the store, and I say rescue because when I got her, she smelled like she, she smelled like shit, pee, and algae. Okay, and when I bathed her, I she was so filthy. When I was done, I went, oh my god, that's what color you are? And then I had she's seven, and then I have little Daisy Lou. And I, I got her from a pet store. They didn't have a clue what they were doing either. So, yeah, you could say I rescued her as well, kind of. But Izzy, my first bearded dragon, I had to ban myself from that shop because I almost killed someone. Okay? Because she, she was the breeder for the entire store. Because when I got her, a week after I got her, she laid 40 eggs. And I'm like, oh, my God. And there's nothing I could do, right? So, yeah. Daisy leaves four. She's going to be four really soon. But, yeah, I've uh, I love animals. I even even had a scorpion, okay? (laughs) But, yeah, I will put myself in anything that I own, like, backwards, like, it's way behind me to to feed or take care of an animal, you know? It's just the way I was raised. There's always been animals in my house, you know? So. Understood. Always, always. And like I said, I, I worked for animal shelter. I worked in both wild and domestic. Well, I've seen some stuff. Way back when I was an itty bitty okay. little, before I was even an itty bitty little circus runaway, I wanted to <laughs> be a marine biologist or a veterinarian. And my, I want to say like, you know, a couple trips to the vet. And I just, every time I hear those little puppies and kitties yeah. like crying and stuff, oh fuck, it would just, it broke my heart. So I You're just gonna say, I'm going to tell you something. I, even being a vet, you see some stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I remember when I did my interview for the, for the animal rescue mission, the first thing, Roy, Roy sat me down and he said, straight up, I'm going to tell you something. Your first week to two weeks are going to be hell. You are going to see things you would never imagine and you will never see or want to see ever again. But you're going to see a lot of good things, too. 
So my first weekend, um, we got in 75 cats from a, a, a cat mill, a kitty mill. And by 13 weeks, there was one left, and he had somebody to adopt him, and he died two days later. Okay? And he, he was 13 weeks old and maybe the size of your hand. Okay? He looked like he was about six weeks old. It was awful. When you're pulling cats out of their out of their cages, hand over fist, at least five, six a day. Like, I'm not going to say that your senses turn off, but it's like just another day and you keep going and you keep going. I worked in quarantine. Like I said, I've seen some things that I don't ever want to see again. Sure. And I hope yeah. I never see again. It sucks. But yeah, I think, again, it, I think, it, it I think people, will, people are, yeah. yeah, I think people are capable of some great stuff, but people are also capable of some really, really, shitty things too and mm-hmm. I just I hate seeing animals hurt or whatever oh yeah oh, I, can't I hear you it. I hear really. it. and I I, I'm, not, I'm not a guy that really yeah. that I, I I think you're always you're always asking for it coming on to any kind of form of social media and yeah. saying well this is what I think and if you don't think what I think then you're oh, you're a douche you know I don't do that but <laughs> I have my views on certain things yeah. no doubt and like you know, I think like I think like you know, farming and and and, and hunting to eat or for survival or yeah. to protect your yeah. family or protect you know whatever, I'm cool with. Um, yeah, I'll be the first yeah. to heal on like sport hunting and you know that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I just I just I don't know how anybody could yeah. have, or derive any pleasure hurting an animal. Like, I get that well, farmers have to you know take pigs and cows and chickens to you know slaughter and all that stuff. I get. That's like that's I wish there was another way to do it, but like I, I'm yeah. I'm a hypocrite that way. Like I wouldn't hurt an animal, but they are tasty, you know. So uh, farmers uh, and oh, stuff, yeah. okay. You and me both. I had hamburger snipe for supper, brother. So right, I, yeah. I just I literally just had some hamburgers myself, and and so yeah, you know I on that I'll be a self admitted hypocrite, but. Mm. Yep. I, I yeah, so I just I like, I don't, I I'm not a, I'm, I'm not. Can you can you talk for a second, make sure we can hear you? Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, test one. Okay. Test two. All right. Test I think there's a bit of a delay, so I don't mean I don't mean to talk over oh, you guys fine. sometimes. You're I think no, there's a fine. weird delay or something. You're fine, darling. Yeah, don't we're having no, problems with the it. system tonight. Yeah, all we good. work around you. It's your show. Don't worry about things, man. We got you. No, all good. All right. All good. <laughs> Sean, wait. But yeah. Um. So yeah, tonight, people, we have Sin Bodie. We got Sin Bodie yep. for you here tonight. And uh, we got all kinds of good stuff to talk about. And Sean just got here, and um, I'm going to introduce the crew. I'm going first. Me? I'm the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks. I'm Chaotic Katie, and my boys are. That's your cue. The Dean of Wrestling referee, Steve Kane, with a nice cold one in his hand. Oh, I'm going for the wine anybody. I am the reason for it. And I am Coco Beware. No, that's not right. Nikolai Volkov. No, that's not right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Sin I'm Sin That's right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I got it right. I am the reason that this show is mostly chaotic. I am Sadistic Sean David. Good evening, everybody. I'm the reason why this place is chaotic. And since the name and the tag, Chaotic Katie. So there, let me tell you. Just sit on, boy, before I whoop your ass. I don't even know what we're doing tonight. I was just told, okay, we got Sim Bodie. Okay, I'm ready well, to bounce off the boys. All right, what you guys, uh, what you guys want to do? What, what, uh, 
Oh, Dan, it's been a while since we talked to you. Uh, yes, sir. I think the last time was, uh, good Lord, it, was, it seems like an eternity ago. Uh, tell us uh, what kind of freak show stuff you've been up to, because, you know, you, I know you're a big fan of the freak shows and horror movies and all of that. Um, tell us what like kind of stuff show. you've been seeing in that lately in, in the newer years that you haven't seen before. Uh, well, hmm. Uh, I actually was just, uh, I, so I just edited, I just finished editing it yesterday and I put up that, uh, that third episode of Syndiculousness, uh, today. I put it up today and it features a good friend of mine, Andrew S. And he is, uh, one of the, you know, most talented freaks of all time in any era. He's what you do? multiple multiple Guinness World Records holder. Um, he's performed on Freak Show Wrestling with me. I've, I've been on some of his shows. He's been on some of my shows. He does stuff with uh, uh, the Swing Shift Sideshow, and currently he is one of the stars in uh, Run, which is a new Cirque du Soleil production at the Luxor, and it's basically billed as the first ever live-action stage show. And, I mean, they do some crazy stuff. Like, I mean, there's, there's like, hot rods and motorcycles in the theater doing tricks and jumps and flips and stuff. And there's all these awesome fight scenes where there's, like, there's, like, some crazy parkour and dance kind of, like, there's athletes that are all, like, of different things. Like, you can tell some are, like, um, martial artists and some are acrobats and some are dancers and some are this and that and the other. And they're all like kind of casting the roles depending on, you know, who's doing the flips or who's being the strong man or whatever, whatever. And it's really riveting. And so anyway, Andrew plays the big supervillain of the show. And again, he's in Guinness World Records multiple times. I want to say really? he's the first guy ever to do the suspension hooks uh, and hang by his face. By his face? Okay, I've I've seen it. I've seen it done by the lower back. I've seen it done by the shoulder blades, and I've seen it done by by like all kinds well, of big Andy methods. can do it with his. Face. Oh my shit! Hanging by your. Episode. So if you guys want to check this dude out, I mean, I always kind of I always giggle when I get to shows and stuff, and and some do like no disrespect. <laughs> I'm just gonna hypothetically just kind of like cast out some heat on myself for this, but like I'll get to shows, and I'm cool with like. Other guys having freakier characters or whatever, but 9.9 out of 10 times, it's just some accountant or some factory worker that slaps yeah. paint on his face and then says he's like the dark lord of this or that or whatever. I'm like, he ain't the lord of okay, uh, if, you, if you say so, dark lord or whatever, or like a some kind of clown character. And there's some really great clown characters out there. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the uh, copyright on being a creepy clown. I mean, do I? was a long way before I ever was, you know, whatever. Um, but I see some dudes, I'm like, man, it's going to take more than just a little flower that squirts water to keep up with my shiznit, you know? And so, like, I'm not just a guy in clown paint pretending to be a circus weirdo. I'm a legit circus strongman, a legit circus uh, – they say circus freak. We say, like, you know, like geek magicians, stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I can do some pretty gnarly things. And my buddy Andrew is one of one of many legit carnival, like super rad, um, balls out performers. And um, yeah, if you guys want to see it, like uh, just go look. It's episode three. It's called the uh, Carney Secret Handshake. Um, Al Snow is the guest on there, kind of 
narrating through the story. It's got to do with me and Al and uh, Jake the Snake and Andrew, and it's wow. it's a pretty funny, ridiculous story. So if you guys want to see any of that stuff, so that's also too. Like I usually so. On a side note, like I usually do those crazy weird promos to like put over the shows that I'm going to wrestle on or perform at or whatever. And then, but while we're on this downtime, again, I was just trying to like you know amuse myself and in turn amuse other Earthlings. So I was making these syndiculousness episodes. So there's there's some candid stories and there's just some funny crazy stuff. And so this is on episode three. And I, I'm, that sounds when great. I get off, yeah, when I got off here, I, I'm gonna. Sounds like something I'd be into, to be honest. Oh, that sounds like something it's I'd be into. Crazy, like it, that. The story is absolutely nuts. See, my wife looked at me and was like, "How are you yeah. going to top this episode?" <laughs> right? Take it over here. I'm like, "Geez, this is pretty crazy." So, but yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean, like, I've just got some buddies that are like, you know, fire breathing experts, pain experts. Sick. Um, Sick. So Andrew is so he's in he's in Guinness World Records for yeah. Um, just so many things. He's like a sword swallowing master. Like he can just to swallow a sword is massively dangerous and massively impressive. Yeah. But does this he do dude can swallow. Shapes? Yeah, yeah. Does he, he does like those crazy, like, uh, those like East Indian, uh, those those curved Scimitars? daggers and yeah. oh, something yeah. like that. And all sorts of crazy. Oh, stuff. I, I he'll do like multiple about. swords. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll swallow oh, like God. three or four swords at a time. And he oh. does this one that is extra trippy, which is crazy, where he'll take this full size like a like a three musketeers, like a not a not a fencing sword, but like Rapier. a like a big French broad like a, a dueling broadsword kind of a thing. Yeah. And he'll okay. he'll have it like he'll put the, the point of it, just the tip. You know, part a of rapier. the point. He'll put the tip in it just the tip in his <laughs> in his teeth. And he'll have the hilt of the sword on the ground. And then yeah, he kicks it up in the air. And swallows it as it like lawn darts down his throat without like any hands. Like he's got his hands tied on his back. Just like, so I always giggle when I hear people like, oh yeah, character, I like the circus character. I'm like, what freaking character? This is just me. I'm just, the only difference between me and and like Nick me and Sinbodi me is some clown paint and I'm just turning the volume up on me. You know, that's it. Yeah, same. You know, but whether I went right. out wearing a pair of black undies or whether I went out in clown paint and <laughs> bunnies and duckies strapped to my feet, I'm the same legit carnival freak in any which way you cut yeah. it. You That's know, awesome. But, uh, got, got a lot of friends like that. Oh, half, half of my half of my sideshow buddies are, are Guinness World Record like top. Like they're not like um, you know bargain basement sideshow guys. They are top echelon. Yeah. They are like Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels uh, versions of sideshow guys. And yeah. I'm also, I'm in Guinness World Records for doing sideshow stuff. Like, I can do shit, you know? Yeah. Okay, what are you in the Guinness Book of World Records? Because I do love Guinness. Most watermelons cut on a naked belly with a ninja sword inside of a minute. Now that's, oh, wow. That, wow. That's saying a lot right there. Another thing on TV, yeah. Big, see, see, which means you'd be like me. You'd be also a big Ripley's Believe It or Not type thing fan as well. Yeah. 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 That's my shit right I there. I think if you actually go down to like the Guinness, uh, uh, the Guinness mm-hmm. thing down on like Hollywood Boulevard in, in LA, in, in Hollywood, like, oh, I, I, I thought you were going to say my, my, uh, I can go my clip one. of my, my stuff on Guinness, it like literally plays in the highlight reel. On the street, like when you walk by, there's like it's got this giant like jumbotron in the front of their uh, from a Guinness, and like I'm always on the, the, the high.
highlight reel thing, the montage thing that people walk by the street and see. Cool. Wow. See, we we got Guinness out here too. We've got it at uh, in Niagara Falls. I went there as a kid because well, I like Guinness. And yep, then I remember that. That's yeah. not too far from yeah. where my parents live. I'm I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. Canadian, so. Oh yeah, where from? Where are you? Uh, I was raised just outside of Toronto in a place called Orangeville. I grew up okay. the same place. I grew up with like Edge Christian and a bunch of other, yes. bunch of other clans. Yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, my friend Kelly grew up out there too. But yeah, I, I'm from go. Scarborough, honey. I'm from Scarborough. Oh. Yeah, nice. yeah. My mom, my mom's out in Ajax at the moment right now. I'm in South Etobicoke on the lakeshore in Mimico. Nice. I but just wrestled like, yeah. in not Ajax. I wrestled close to Ajax. I wrestled in um, yeah. Oshawa. Um, oh, and the dirty say, It was my very last match of last year. <laughs> I want to say like December 29 or 30th or whatever it was. I wrestled in cool. Oshawa. Whichever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the dirty And then my mom is from uh, Scott Bay, Nova Scotia. So, uh, now, Scotia, huh? So we got so we got three Canadians here, and then hey. there's Sean. <laughs> yeah, you see. Yeah. Yeah, there's three Canadians. I here. am but, I yeah. am a red blooded American Indian. Let me tell you. Or not. I tell you what. I have Indian. Right? No propane. I have Indian in me. You've had Indian in you to never show. Well, I hope he bought you the Indian movie first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Sin, because uh, that's where I was going. <laughs> Sean, you um, walked into that so one all I'm on gonna, your own in stiletto boots, okay? <laughs> sure did walk into that one. But I'm bump. Uh, I like walking into it. <laughs> Never mind. There you go. Hey, whatever floats your boat. I'm not judging. I'm I'm just pointing it out. I ain't judging. Um, <laughs> we did it. So hey, I want to talk to. One at a time. I want to talk. I will keep. I want to talk to Sin at this time about uh, another career that he's got. He's a. Uh, you've been a tattoo artist. I oh. have never been, had a tattoo. I think Katie's got tattoos. I think Steve's got yep. tattoos. I don't yep, have yep. any yet. I want to get one, one but I don't know the first thing about what to look out for in a okay. shop that would be clean it's, and all of that. Okay. And I want to okay. hear it from as, a true professional. As a, customer, as a customer, I will tell you the first thing you're going to be looking for. You're going to be looking for an extremely clean environment. You will smell how clean the environment is. Okay? And then you're going to be looking for your artist to be to be gloving up and bagging up his machine and his wire and you are also looking to see sealed packages of needles and sometimes if you're if you're a real good boy or girl they'll allow you to open your own needles okay you are looking for absolutely no dirt no nastiness no nothing and and you want a down to earth not sensitive artist but one that's going to be not really sympathetic that it's your first tattoo but, I mean, I'd also ask around, see who's heavy-handed, which means are they going to carve you up or be nice and gentle. But, Sin, what do, what do, you, what do you do? Like, how do you treat your tattoo? Um, well, you know, an easy, an easy way to, if you're going to look for a tattoo, you know, you can always, yeah. you know, just like in anything, you know, a restaurant yeah. or whatever, you can see, look at the reviews and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, reputation is usually a big a big thing. You can, like look, you can kind of ask yep. around and say, "Hey, is so and so any good? This and that? Are they nice?" Some artists are are nice, but they take forever. Maybe you want yeah. somebody that's not so you know slow or different artists, just like wrestlers. Like some guys are a yeah. little bit more laid in than others. So you know, like mm-hmm. is a guy heavy handed? Is he not? Is his portfolio yeah. to your liking? Like yeah. you know, you 
you know, depending on maybe there's this one artist and he's really great at, uh, you know, like Sailor Jerry stuff, but you don't want Sailor Jerry stuff. You yeah. want realistic stuff in case you want a different artist. Yeah. So, you know, kind of go artist shopping. And then, yeah, too, when you get to the shop, make sure the shop is nice and clean. And, and a lot and, of the uh, times, too, a lot of the times, too, you can look through a photo album of their work. Yeah, if somebody doesn't have a, a portfolio to show you, then probably yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get what you pay for. Don't 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 uh, skimp on a tattoo because you can buy you're a live shirt in a cheap store life. and then you don't have to wear it if you don't sure. want to wear it. But this is a shirt you're going to be wearing for the rest of your life, so might as well pay yeah. a few bucks and get what you pay for. And then right. my yeah. least, yeah. And go for one that's in the in, in not a bad spot, and you can find actual graphs of the human body, and they'll tell you. They'll tell you, and I like to say, in order of specialness, how how much on a scale of one to ten will this, how special did that feel? Like like uh, for instance, I have made in Canada. It looks like a rubber stamp on the instep of my left foot. Okay, it's my doll stamp. I laughed the first time. I made up a couple of swear words the second time. And the third time, yeah, I had to go in three times. Um, the third I'll t- time. I'll tell you this too. I'll, I will I tell you this about tattoo yeah. artists. Be also being mm-hmm. a tattoo artist, like. You know, I, I appreciate somebody being like polite to me or whatever, but as far yeah. as I'm concerned, um, customers, right. You know, I can give them my opinion, like, but the art isn't for me, it's for them. So, right. you know, if you want, you know, if you want a name, let's say you want a name. Okay. You want Sally written across your forehead. Okay. Well, whatever it is, name or otherwise, if you want it written on your forehead, I might recommend not doing your forehead, but you're a grown ass man. Coach. If you want me to tattoo your forehead, then you know I'm I'm your tattoo artist, not your life coach. So if you want to make a bad right. decision, that's that's on this you. Also, too, I, I, I can't stand. Well, I can't stand when artists say, "Oh, I don't do names because people are going to regret them," or "I don't do this," or "I don't do that." How's about you shut the yep. f up and do whatever the yeah. customer wants? Like because they can pay for a cover you know, up. I, I I honestly think a lot of times those those idiot artists are just maybe maybe they're just shitty at writing. Maybe they they're just right. they don't want to you know confess that they're crappy at something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas like so you know cool. if I was gonna get a tattoo and I wanted say I didn't have any tattoos which I have I have one tattoo it pretty much covers everywhere. But <laughs> let's say I didn't have any tattoos I, and I'm a I'm a grown ass man minus these tattoos and I want to get Donald Duck on my chest. And, and then I go into an artist and and the artist says yeah I don't do Disney cartoons I think Disney's stupid. Well, I would say, well, then guess what? I'm going to give my money to somebody else, ass clown. That would be like uh-huh. going to McDonald's and saying, uh, yeah, I want a, a McChicken and some fries. And then the guy going, no, you don't, I'm not, I don't feel like doing that. I'm going to give you a hot dog or a piece of pizza or whatever. Like, no, yeah. I want what I effing want. You know? Right. So who the hell is some other, some, some Jay Brown that I don't know going to tell me how to live my life? I don't freaking think so. Yep. <laughs> Right. There you go. So you are right when you walk in. Like you can ask the guy for mechanical opinions or whatever. Hey, if this font is too small, it might end up bleeding together over the years. Yeah. Or hey, uh, maybe right. might want to rethink your first tattoo not being on your Adam's apple or yeah. your wherever. Yeah. Like put it in a in right. your spot or a spot that maybe can cover up easy enough as yeah. opposed to your forehead. You know. But again, straight up, straight up, Then here we go. Straight up, yeah. though, Sean. The most the least pain painful spot I've been told, and I will say myself, is on your shoulder blade. I'll tell you straight up. 
does not hurt. It's a little, it's, it's, it's annoying. That's it's a, annoying that's a, that's a, um, for some yeah. yes. And for some, no, the most, yeah. for me, that's the, great. The pound for pound and everybody's different, but pound for pound, mm-hmm. if we're painting with a broad stroke here, the majority of people, yeah. the easiest place to get a tattoo is on the shoulder, not on the shoulder blade, yep. but on the shoulder, like on the, on the side belt. Yeah. Uh, just because right, right. that's the place where your muscles are sort of the most used to being touched, like you bang into doors, uh, you roll right. on your side in bed, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas, like, on your ribs, if I came over, if I poked you in the shoulder, you'd be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, if I poked no you in the ribs, it. you'd jump up and tweet, go, hey, and you'd giggle, hey, man, knock that off. You know, Tattoos so there's parts on your of your right. body that are sensitive and parts that my, aren't used yeah. to being touched or parts are, like your shoulder yeah. bangs my so many things. Yeah, my friend Shannon, oh, my goodness, and you would love this tattoo. It's gorgeous. I don't know how you feel about peacocks, but she's it, it goes up her ribs and then wraps around, like the tail, right. the tail feathers wrap around. It is yeah, no, I'm, I like those. I'm, said, I'm cool with that. She it's, said straight it's, up. It's whatever the, whatever the person wants, you know. Like, <laughs> she told, and she, she told us straight up. Those. I've seen my share of yeah. those. I think they, they look cool, you Let, know. And just oh, of, hers like, is know, gorgeous. Yeah, she yeah. got it done in Vancouver. She got it. She got it done in Vancouver and the downtown yeah, east side. Yeah. Well, my because my first two pieces, just like you, just like you said, Sin, yeah. are on the are on the meat of the shoulder, and that. Then my third one is uh, on my uh, is on my uh, left pec, and that. Yeah. And uh, you talk and you talk about how you know, the artist adjusting so I don't want you know, things would wouldn't bleed in because I gave him the original. Um, piece that I had printed up in that, and he says, you know what, that's going to that's be a bit small, the lettering's going to you know, blend in, it's all going to go. Let me, let me you know, expand oh, it uh, now a I'm little bit. And that, and he did, and uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've always been, I've always been happy with it. Um, I'm eventually... Good. I'm eventually getting. I'm eventually going to get one uh, when I've got a little extra money. Finally, get the right pack done, and that. Yeah. Oh, and that will probably be it. I, you know, it'll it'll give me because it'll give me everything that I've uh, been wanting on me, and that. And, mm-hmm. I think I just next tattoo I'm going to get. I think I'm just going to tattoo Brad's face on top of my face. What? <laughs> oh, there you That's go. That'll work. That's true. <laughs> oh, my oh God. no! But, but what I have, I have, I have the Eye of Amun-Ra. For people that don't know what the Eye of Amun-Ra is, it's just an Egyptian eye, and I put a sun around it. He's the sun god. And then I told you I've got my Made in Canada stamped on my foot. But the way it looks, people, like it looks like the ink is bleeding because the way that's the way I wanted it done. I wanted it to look like a rubber stamp, slightly smudged, imperfect. So yeah, nobody has has this tattoo but me. And that's another thing too. That's why it took me till I was, I don't know, thirty two, thirty three or so to get my first tattoo because I, again, it's there for friggin' life. If I wanted something that mean, means something to me, and that's what I've done. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, everybody's got their own personal set of likes, dislikes, you yeah. know, pet peeves, yeah. whatever, whether it's about tattoos or anything, wrestling. You know, yeah. uh, just keeping an open mind and doing what you like is probably yeah. just the best bet. Like, you know, so if everybody's got a Donald Duck, t- Donald Duck tattoo, but you want a Mickey Mouse tattoo, and get a Mickey Mouse tattoo. 
if it's if it's the norm and it's if it's what everybody likes, great. If it's not what everybody likes, great. Do what you like. Do that. You know what? You know, what? For wrestling, I want, or tattoos, I want, or just anything. I want a Mickey Mouse tattoo, but I want him dressed up as Donald Duck. Can you do it? <laughs> sure. Easy peasy. You know, like, yeah, my next yep. tattoo is going to be on the inside. I'll get out my, I'll get up my bucket of paint and my chainsaw, and we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Do you do branding? I like that. Do brand? I don't do branding, but uh, actually, the, my buddy that I was talking about earlier, Andrew, he does yes. do branding. Mm hmm. I know all about the body modification stuff, people. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I've got I've got some pretty gnarly uh, friends that do some pretty gnarly yeah. stuff. So, uh, my best friend, my best friend Melissa or Mel, like I've known Mel since she was blonde and didn't have her ears stretched and had no tattoos, and she's got tattoos from from her chin down. Okay, and she gotcha. does tats. You know, she she did she well her and her husband they she she did the first. The first time of, of my made in Canada going, like I said, I had to go in three times because it's the inside of my foot, right? So, yeah, and I, I, I did. I laughed my tits off the first time I went in. I tattooed Jake the snake. I tattooed Jake the snake's palm with a uh, like a cobra face, like an open mouth, like a wow. like a, a, a like an open face, like an open mouth yeah. cobra face. And a lot yeah, of it dropped out because he sold so much through the whole tattoo that he just couldn't pound it in there. And that's a, such an unforgiving place. Like that skin is so leathery oh, yeah. in the palm of your hand that it just yeah. wants to reject the ink. So it, it was in there in oh, full, yeah. but then most of it dropped out just because he sold so much through the whole hand. thing that yeah. he could only do so much with it. So now he's just got remnants of it there. But yeah. I asked him why he wanted to do it. And I have tattoos on uh, palms of my hands. I have TV written on my hands. <laughs> but uh, I asked him why you want uh, the snake on the palm of hands. He's like, well, brother, that's when I go to shake somebody's hand, they're getting bit by the snake. That's wicked. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great that's idea. Oh gosh! All right, next 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 video he does, or next time uh, he's live on AEW, I'm gonna have to watch. Uh, which which hand is it on? I don't remember. I want to. I guess it's his right hand. I think it's his right hand. Correctly. Okay. You can see the cool. red tongue kind of coming around the top of his hand, and it's uh, the red tongue slithers around the the yeah the top of his fist. Yeah. And then the okay. snake okay. Mouth, the snake I'll, face inside his palm. Yeah. All right. I'll have to I'll have to look for that because cool. if I see a trace of that, I'll be able to say, oh, I know where he got that done at. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Wow. That's wicked. Wow. Oh yeah. Yo. Know, um, well, uh, you talk, let's, you know what, in fact, let's uh, talk a little bit about, uh, about Freak Show, because, of course, uh, you know, after, after, you, after you left the E and uh, um, started knocking back around, you, you kind of came up with this, with this concept, and, um, you know, it's kind of like I, I consider it a cross between wrestling and, uh, you know, I mean, circus. Circus sideshow, vaudeville, kind of all those characteristics. How how did how did that all develop for you? What uh, what kind of, what kind of uh, gave you the uh, uh, inspiration to to start this? Well, I was always not always, but for the longest time, I did a lot of the circus stuff. Again, I'm a legit circus strongman, sideshow freak, uh, geek magician, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so for the longest time, like even way back, way back in the day, I did some of those stunts early on TNA when I was there as the new church and kind of parlayed into what was, what ended up being Kazarni. And like I was Sinbodi, then I was Kazarni, then I was Sinbodi again. And, uh, and then when I, when I got my release as Kazarni from SmackDown, uh, I was just very frustrated with PG, you know, landscape. And then I just, I did, uh, you know, I worked for Jim Rose Circus and other sideshows and circuses around the world. And then um, I did the Dynamite Death Monkeys, which was my show. That was kind of the precursor to Freak Show, where I, I opened for a lot of, like, death metal bands. Like, you know, I, I were doing a lot of stuff in, in the Tampa area, which is a big heavy metal, death metal area. And Ooh. so I, I got pretty gnarly on there just to fit the landscape and ended up becoming kind of like the scourge of the death metal scene in Tampa for a while. And um, like I would get booked on these rock concerts and they would literally just to explain it to the promoters until they kind of saw it and they were familiar with it. Like book me like a band, give me a, a setup time, a set time and a teardown time. I'm just playing weapons, not instruments. Ooh. And we'd go out there and we would, we would do some crazy stuff. And then, um, Eventually, uh, Jim Rose had convinced me to move to Las Vegas full time, and I went out there and did that. And, and then uh, Freak Show Wrestling was born. And Freak Show Wrestling is, you know, like you kind of mentioned, it's pro wrestling meets circus sideshow meets vaudeville. To me, it's a farce. I did I did Freak Show as a way to sort of poke, you know, fun and, and be tongue in cheek about the industry that I love. You know, the stuff I didn't like it, I like about it, I would make fun of it or whatever, or you know put it in a sillier light or this or that. And then I would do a lot of social commentary and and things. And I have a shit ton of that footage here. I just, by the time I ever figured out how to really edit and all that kind of stuff, like I think a lot of that humor, you know, was, it was funny, you know, five years ago when we were doing a lot of that stuff, but nowadays just the landscape is just, uh, it's almost as if like humor itself is almost being made illegal. You, know, okay. you can't crack jokes. I don't know how comedians are being comedians these days. They can't say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then also too, and just I think as a performer, as a wrestler, or any other performer, you know, you just grow and your taste change and your maybe your stance on things changes or whatever, whatever. Um, and so I did a lot of like pretty ornery balls out kind of things on Freak Show. Where now, I mean, I really like. And I spent, honestly, I spent, it was such a double-edged sword for me because it was, it was like my baby, you know, like it was really like my, you know, my sort of, my thing, my project, whatever, but spent a lot of time cultivating a lot of great performers, but I also spent a lot of time getting other, you know, unappreciative performers over, giving them characters that they wouldn't have thought of themselves or they wouldn't have got over with by themselves. And it was just, it ended up kind of being very thankless and stressful and tedious so I really just decided just to be like, well, I'm basically freak show wrestling. So as I sort of, you know, caught a second wind in in in, in my wrestling career, where I, when I did the locks of love and I cut my hair and I kind of morphed into yes. the, the modern version of Sin Bodhi, this latest uh, you know reincarnation of Sin Bodhi, oh, and cool. uh, you know basically I do a lot of that stuff like at shows. So if I'm if I'm wrestling a regular match with zero props, no problem, I can work mm-hmm. and I can do that. We can have a lot of fun. But also, too, I do get booked on a lot of shows where I'm not doing, like, just a regular regular old hardcore match, you know. I mean, I think people have seen that, you know, plenty. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I always want to think of new, fun, crazy, silly, weird, scary, funny stuff. 
And so uh-huh. I'll do sort of like almost like this very avant-garde Tom and Jerry sports entertainment style of a hardcore match where you believe everything oh. that I'm doing, like full on. Yeah. But it's definitely okay. more outrageous and just a little bit more unique, a little bit more esoteric than just seeing, um, you know, the same old, same old. And so I'll go and do that more or less on a show. And if a show is way more PG, I'll make it way more, you know, Bozo the Clown. If it's way more, uh, you know, 21 plus and it's honor the crowd, I'll make it a lot more like House of a Thousand Corpses and, you know, everything in between, you know, so I adjust. But, but I mean, I can get to shows and, and do crazy stuff without any props. But if I have props, then I can do all sorts of fun stuff and gnarly stuff and funny stuff, scary stuff, whatever, whatever. I will tell you, uh, so Al Snow is in that episode of uh, Syndiculousness that I put out today. So, coincidentally, I was doing a, an OBW show for Al, I don't know, it was a few months ago, whatever it was. Done a few since then, but just this in particular. And they had me doing some kind of like carnival street fight, whatever it was. Uh, oh, I remember what it was. It was uh, it was like a, a like some kind of like a Secret Santa summertime match or something. So, it was like... Even though it was in the summertime, we had all these like Christmas presents around the ring, and I would we would open them and take crazy stuff out of it and beat each other up with it and whatever. So I had a thing of in, in Louisville and in, in OBW, like the the Kentucky Wrestling Commission is very very strict. Right. So what I did was, and it's online. You can go look at my uh, YouTube page or scroll down on any of my social media. It'll be on there somewhere. It might be easiest to go to my YouTube page, which is Freak Show Wrestling, and. Uh, so anyway, the the full match is on there for sure, and I want to say there's probably also just like a small clip of it on there as well, and that for sure is also on all of my social media, which is Sinbodhi, uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, it's all S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I. But there's a clip of me wrestling this dude, Drew Hernandez, and so I basically put him on a table, pull out this giant thing of like lighter fluid, and I just spritz him and the table with, you know, with a whole big like half liter of lighter fluid, like the whole thing. And then I started asking anybody, hey, hey, anybody got a lighter? And I remember after after we did this bit, when I came into the back, Al Snow was just like, his eyes were popping out of his head, holding his heart. Like, he's like, you almost gave me a freaking heart attack. He's like, I was <laughs> telling everybody on the headset, you know, you better shoot fights in Bodie and not let him get a lighter or whatever, you know, because he didn't want to like wreck anything. And so... You know, of course, I'm looking around for this lighter, and every time people would hold up a lighter, I would turn into another direction, so I would, like, kayfabe myself from seeing that there was a lighter. So what I would uh, do is, like, eventually I reach under the ring and I pull up this, like, switch, like this big, like a tree branch, like about a uh-huh. foot and a half long tree branch, and I stuck it between the guy's legs, and I started, like, whittling it like I'm trying to, like, make a fire. <laughs> and everybody just started laughing. Everybody lost their shit laughing, and Al Snow started laughing, and he's just like, "Oh my God!" He goes, "Until you, until you kind of like went Three Stooges with it and did it, turned it into a comedy spot." It was, "Oh my God!" I was panicked. I thought you were gonna freaking Great White <laughs> Davis Arena in Louisville. <laughs> and I'm like, Al, I would never do that. I'm a professional. So. <laughs> Oh my so, God. Anyway, so this is fun oh, stuff like that. So, so I kind of, yeah. I, I basically uh, sow the oats of my inner freak show wrestling these days, uh, basically just me performing on shows. So if you book me to be on a show wherever, you're going to get a massive dose of freak show. And if it's a PG show, you're going to get a PG dose. If you're at a 21 plus show, you're going to get a 21 plus dose, et cetera, et cetera. 
But in Vegas, I produce um, some freak shows sometimes. I don't do it nearly as much as I used to just because, again, it was sort of my, you know, my baby. But when the passion got lost for just seeing, like, if I had a handful of, like, my main performers always, then that would have been easy to keep on doing it. But just when there was more more pains in the ass than anything, you know, it was just like, okay, well, instead of me babysitting 40 performers, some really good and some a pain in the ass, like it's easier for me just to babysit myself and go make money traveling doing my own thing than I just worry about myself doing that stuff and instead of 40 performers. Oh, and so sadly, I really you know, I just don't do a lot of like the actual freak show unless, you know, maybe a, a casino or something, you know, hires me to do like a bot show or something. And in which case, most times when I get hired to do a bot show in, in Vegas, it's usually more like a Lucha Libre show or mm. the closest thing is we did a, we did a hood slam freak show combo a couple of years ago. And then every once in a while, like, you know, the casinos will hire me instead of doing a Lucha show, they'll have me do like a Halloween show and I'll get guys in monster costumes and crazy stuff. But, but for the most part, the best way to see Freak Show Wrestling is just book me on a show because I am Freak Show Wrestling. I can humbly, creatively, humbly uh, say that. Like, when you book me on a show, you're, you're going to get, you know, wrestling moves, of course, somewhere, you know, whatever, but you're going to get something you've never seen before. I, I dare other wrestlers to sort of think in those terms. You don't have to be a weird weirdo, just... I just dare other wrestlers, guy or girl, to be original. Now you, now you just, now you just mentioned Hood Slam because I was going to ask, I was going to ask you about uh, comparisons to like Slam, Lucha Vavum, which you know included the vaudeville in it and that. And the um, big difference between Lucha Vavum, Freak Show Wrestling, and Hood Slam is Hood Slam is about video games and pot. Lucha Vavum is about uh, Lucha Libre, burlesque, and comedy, and or, yeah, and Freak Show Wrestling is more of a variety show and a farce. That's that's All the right. best way I can differentiate. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the hood slammers are freak show guys, and vice versa. Like it's a very cousin right. show. I'm very very friendly with that show. I I think it's a great show. Yeah, we've had Brittany Wonder on a few times. Um, Dark Sheik's been on here once or twice. Uh, you know, I always I always try to make sure that I that I watch them on uh, Fridays on Twitch and that. And so I'm a good good, you know, good buddies with the with the Dark Sheik. Very cool. He is a very clever booker yeah. and performer and promoter. Well, we've had we've had the Stoner Brothers on. Those guys are those guys are a hoot and a half. I like I like them. And that so, well, I'll tell you what, we're at the top of the hour, so it's uh, time to for us to take a break. Um, so yep. then, if you sure just, uh, disconnect and then call right back in, because uh, Katie, tell them why. Why your your cell phone only holds a two hour and maybe five minute call. After that, it'll hang up on you. Period. Right. Oh so, yeah. Well, I like you guys, but I don't like you guys that much to talk to you for 285 hours. So uh, I'm good for uh, another little bit. I'll, I'll call back and do a little, yeah. little bit, and then I got to do a million things around this house. So uh, oh, I will hang up, and I will, and I will call you guys back, and I will stay on for a little bit, and then I got to skedaddle. That's cool. All right, cool. Sounds good. All right, folks. Sounds good. 
All right. Okay, we're I'll call you guys back. back. Thank you. On, Hi. Thanks, I mean, man. we're going way back, way back. 1960s for this one tonight. Ooh, uh, a little bit of Buffalo Springfield. You are listening to Wrestling Ooh, Authority Buffalo. Radio on the Evolution Radio Network. Something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Wrong. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. Are getting so much resistance from behind. Time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going They for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and they carry inside Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Saturday night at an undisclosed location, CWA, the Coronavirus Wrestling Association, presents Social Distancing Wrestling. All matches shall be combated under social distancing rules, which means that the wrestlers must stay six feet apart from each other and not make contact. Any wrestler crossing that six-foot line will automatically lose their match. Who will the wrestlers be? I don't know. They won't get anybody in here to tell me because fear of exposure to the coronavirus. In fact, I can't even have a band in here to play background music because of fear of exposure to the coronavirus. I don't have the coronavirus. However, I do like a nice corona, and if you want to send me a case, you can do that by sending it in care of this station. Once again, Saturday night... Social distancing wrestling, don't be there.
All right, and we are back with more of Wrestling Authority Radio live on the hey, Evolution guys. Radio Network on hey, Blog Darwin. Talk Radio with Stin Bodie. Woo! Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. And, guys, uh, and, 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 and how are you guys hanging in on all this uh, quarantine stuff? You got the cabin oh, fever yet? I've been I've been isolated for three weeks, um, and they're thinking of doing another twelve here. Weeks. I was yeah. supposed to do a show yeah. in Quebec, uh, in 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 uh, Quebec City, in uh, mm-hmm. um, oh. the epicenter uh, of the coronavirus in Canada. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was I was supposed to do a show in Quebec, and then as I was about to head to the airport, my wife was like, "I've got such a bad feeling. Please don't go." And it was the first show that I had, I had to kind of get get off of, and then mm-hmm. they were like, they were talking about maybe doing like the. the the two week they were already doing the two week quarantine stuff in like San Francisco yeah. and stuff, and then they were talking about that up there, I guess, because there was a couple of outbreaks up there, and then mm-hmm. so we started looking at everything, and uh, Trudeau was talking about doing the quarantine. So my wife was just scared that I was going to get stuck in Canada at some mandatory quarantine yeah. in Quebec for like two weeks, and yeah. then sure enough, so. So the promoter was very cool about it, and then they were still on the fence of their the show. And then the next day, they did, they, they stuck they stuck the quarantine. So I would have been stuck in Quebec for two weeks. And then yeah. I want to say the day after that, they were like closing, like Trudeau closed the borders and all that stuff. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, well, I I get scared every day that my husband leaves for work. He's an essential service. He works for the Ontario Zoo Terminal, where most of Ontario and parts well everywhere. Really, um, that's where all the vegetables, greens, and fruits, and flowers, and plants, and everything comes in. That's the hub. So he has to go to work. And I have COPD and bronchial asthma, and he's even told his boss, he goes, look, I cannot bring this home. My wife will be hospitalized. Period. You know? Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I go up Hopefully the zombie apocalypse, you know, gets over sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. Two weeks ago but, yesterday, my wife had surgery. I I couldn't yeah, even entirely spend time in the hospital. Yeah, right. Still. Mm-hmm. So, and that was not fun for that was not fun for either one of us. I mean, she's home, she's recovering. So, you know, yeah. I've got I've got I've got Disney Plus for her, so that uh, keeps her out of my hair, and that way I'm otherwise then I'm good. <laughs> Keeps her out of my hair all I yeah, laughed. I was, I was telling my wife about it. I laughed yesterday. I saw James Storm put up a post, and he basically took a family picture with his kids and his wife, but he's wearing his wrestling gear, like his, his trunks and his kick pads and all that yeah. stuff. And, and, <laughs> yeah. he, and he put he put uh, something to the effect of, uh, he goes, with this whole quarantine thing here, I've realized what's really important, to, what's most important to me. And then he, in the next line, he writes, please let wrestling shows happen again. I need to get back to work. And I just started laughing. I just thought it was funny. And I was trying to tell my wife how I thought that was funny. And she just looked at me like I was a complete asshole. So. So. <laughs> I was telling her when, yeah, she says she didn't, yeah. she just said she doesn't look, she didn't look at me like I was an asshole because of that. She said she just always looked at me like a complete asshole. And like, I tell her too the same thing. I tell her all this time, I'm like, you know, uh, she's like, every time I, she drops me out of the airport to go fly to some show or whatever, she's like, I'll miss you, and blah, 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 I hate where you have to go, all this stuff, and I appreciate it, and it's sweet, or whatever, and I just tell her, yeah. look, if I don't go, I won't have a chance to miss you, 
and she just looks at me like, all right, asshole, that was a good one. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I have nothing to say. In the first 10 minutes of meeting my husband, I just looked at him, you are a fucking asshole, aren't you? And he looked at me and he said, you know what? It's the nicest thing anybody said to me all day. There you go. And I knew him 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, what's the old country song? How can I miss you if you if you won't be gone? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally. Uh, this wine is good. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So, well, now, um, so you so you're out, you know, running around. You're uh, hanging out with the. Good old longtime friend of mine, Al Snow. Um, I mean, I've known, I've known, let's put it this way. I've known Al from when he was a Motor City hitman doing some sort of weird accent that to this day I don't think he even knows what it was supposed to be. And that. Then he became an Australian kangaroo. Sorry. And then, you know, and then and then he became himself, and then he lost his mind and uh, started talking to a mannequin hat and that. Right. So, I mean, I've known, God, I've known Al for like almost 30 years and that. So. I have not known Al for that long, but I know I've known him for a very, very long time. <laughs> Guys, oh, relax. Yeah. Oh, just... It's just your mom. It's just my wife. And that's why I don't let. And, and that right there is why I don't let people knock on my door. I say, I know you're coming. Text me when you're here. Walk the hell in, or else that's gonna happen. I. Uh, I'm gonna shut this door so they can. Guys, relax. Thanks for keeping me safe from my wife. Good you job, too. You clowns yeah, know you full know. well it's your mom, it's your earth mom, and it's my, my earthling wife. You know that, you clowns, so relax. <laughs> it's only a mortal. Uh, Come on yeah. Just a mortal. Yeah. I will tell you, um, uh, speaking about just kind of keeping a safe household, so like last night, late at night, so like I live on the edge of Las Vegas, okay? Like my house backs up to the mountains, like uh, – I don't know if you've ever been to Las Vegas, but it's basically like Shangri-La where it's just encased in mountains, okay? And so I live, so my back of my house basically pulls up to the mountains. So I'm overlooking Las Vegas from the front of my house. And there's this giant wash that is usually empty throughout the year, but when it rains once or twice a year, it comes down pretty heavy. And that wash helps like not, like have the streets flood out because the the desert, the way the desert um floor here is it's so tight it's almost like concrete so it, the water doesn't want to sink into it so the, the wash is yeah. kind of a necessity so these idiots from across our, our way I guess snuck into the wash which is fairly close in front of my house and they set off mm-hmm. these fireworks like a big amount of fireworks well it was like as if my house was getting bombed because it all kind of flew into my front yard and I went running outside super angry and you guys know what it looked like so I ran outside, and I'm, I'm again, I'm pretty gentle, you know, quick to try to defuse the situation. I saw red. I was just like, you just scared the crap out of my dogs, my horses, my cats, my kid, my wife. I'm going to destroy you. And especially, you know, everybody's a little heightened, 
you know, just with all this zombie apocalypse stuff going on. Yeah. And I ran out, and, like, it was so dark out, and, like, those fireworks were so close. Like, I could smell all the sulfur and everything as I went into my front yard, ran out, out of my street. And they were gone. They just had sort of, like, little thieves in the night vanished into the darkness. And I was super pissed. And, like, I, I would have clobbered them. I really would have. And, like, I, you know, I... You know, I keep a pretty safe household, but at the same time, I mean, like, got a 90-pound pit bull that's just ready, happy. like, he wouldn't, you know, he's the sweetest dog in here, but I don't know that he would be overly sweet to a burglar <laughs> or something <laughs> doesn't like any, you know how they say, like, chihuahuas, like, they love their master and hate everybody else, so okay. my 90-pound pit bull is like that, so he loves me and my kid and my wife. And he's very submissive to my other little, like we have little tiny little fluffy dogs and cats and stuff. And we've got a big, we've got a giant tortoise that's about the size of a lawnmower that just walks around in our backyard. And, and we've got all sorts of stuff. And he's super cool with all of them. But as far as other humans go, he wants to eat them. He thinks they're all giant happy meals. So everybody's suspect. Everybody's the Yeah, big time. And, uh... I get you. I, so get I don't know it. why I was kind of going off on a tangent. I was just like, just thought these idiots were out there, like in the late at night, like waking up in the neighborhoods with like fireworks. Like, I get it for Fourth of July and all that stuff, but I mean, give me a freaking break, you know? And honestly, like as cool as fireworks look, they scare the shit out of animals. Uh huh. You know, at least on like a Fourth of July or something, or a July first or whatever the case is. Like, everybody kind of knows to put your animals up because they're expecting the fireworks, but when some ass clown just thinks it's a funny, good old time to throw up a firework. Like, I told my wife, I said, grab me a bucket from out in the in the barn, and I'm going to fill it up with water, and I'm going to keep it. Like, I have, like, like, the front of my house, like, the whole house is, like, is, like, got this giant, big, like, Castle Grayskull style, like, security wall. <laughs> a wall around it, and I've got these 12-foot spike gates. But I want to keep, and I keep the gate open until I like shut it every night. And I told her, I said, I want to keep that bucket of water out there, like right by the gate, so I can go running outside. And if somebody does something stupid like that, and I'm just going to throw a big bucket of water on them. And if they don't like it, well, they can do something about it. Well, come do something about it, you know? Well, I mean, I really like, I I really like to be nice, and I really always want to like try to find the most amicable peaceful way to, you know, resolve something, but also, too, sometimes you just got to swat a dude, you know? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because as, as, uh, uh, as a great comedian once said, you can't cure stupid, so... Stupid is forever! There's not a pill yeah. you can yep. take. Oh, yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One of those... Uh, who's it? Not Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, the other dude. Uh, the uh, Ron... Some Ron... Ron White. Ron White. I, I was I yeah, thought yeah, seriously like, straight up. Oh yeah, you're right too. I'm think I'm thinking of the voice. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's all good. Stupid as Yeah. But anyway, so, on uh, on that note, yeah. telling you guys about my my crazy weird world of weird compound here. On that oh, note, weird. let me please get running here. I gotta feed my the horses oh, yeah. and I gotta feed everybody out here before it gets. Oh. Uh, oh, all what that you gotta stuff. do? Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I hope uh, I hope I was amusing to you guys and to your <laughs> listeners. Overly. Oh yeah. Next time we gotta have you cut a cut another bumper for us because uh of course the last the last bumper that uh you did uh well our uh, then female co host kind of uh, laughed all over the top of it and that. Yeah. 
And I, and and I she mean, snorted through. And I'm the only I'm the only one on this show that laughs and snorts. So we need a new one. Yeah, it's all good. Nothing against Roni. She's wonderful and all, but I'm the only laugh. I'm the only snaffler on air. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. Well, how, how about I say this? Yo, Earthlings, listen to my boys and girls on war, especially during the zombie apocalypse. What else are you going to do except get the cooties and die painfully and horrifically? So be positive, be cool, be smart, be kind. There's your, there's oh, your, there's your bumper. No snorting, no giggling. I mean, I charge extra for that. Just joking. I hope that. <laughs> oh, that that was that was beautiful. I'll well, I'll uh, download it, I'm that, it. Uh, this week, and we'll uh, and we'll put and we'll put that in. So, in fact, uh, maybe awesome, I'll even dude. with fantastic. Awesome. But brother, I we thank you so much uh, for coming on and uh, spending some time with us this evening. Uh, you take your you take your your animals yeah. and then, uh after that uh you know um tell the wife thanks and uh please don't uh you know think that we're all like you even though we are <laughs> all good yeah. you guys be safe and uh yeah. hopefully all this craziness gets behind us uh pretty soon and um looking forward to being on some wrestling shows in front of wrestling fans as soon as possible I'm itching to go. I'm sure every other wrestler on the planet yep. is itching to go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the wrestling fans are itching to watch those live shows. Yes. And uh, oh, so yeah. in, in the meantime, I hope uh, that everybody out there is safe and uh, has what they need. And I hope uh, they're enjoying the wrestlers doing their best to entertain without actual wrestling shows, like some of the, you know, like maybe the those, I don't know, like the, you know, the uh, audience uh, like no audience, like empty arena shows or like busted open radio or like the various podcasts, you know, something to wrestle with and talk to Jericho yeah. and I don't even, I don't all even the different, all the different stuff right now because, they, because they're normally all cooped up in the same studio together. Right. So, well, and that's, that's why I'm doing like those syndiculousness episodes just to sort of give people something to chuckle at and to distract themselves and to distract me. Like it takes me a minute to edit those things. And same thing, like I've been going on that uh, online snake pit school um, mm-hmm. daily, you know, and other coaches right. go on, you know, every other day, every couple of days, whatever. Gangrel's been really good about almost going on just about daily. Cody Diener was just on. Tyson Dukes is coming on tomorrow. We have Tyson, huh? And, uh, really? Sorry. I know Tyson. Tyson Dukes is Yeah, he's is, awesome. Is Tyson boy, Dukes man. is awesome. I love Tyson Dukes. Oh, my Dukes. God. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you got Wrestling Factory, and uh, he's also part of Smash Wrestling. And I love you, Tyson. Yeah, he's Why awesome. do I love you, Tyson Dukes? Because you bring Rosemary to me at least once a year. Okay? Tyson Dukes yeah. is my favorite I ginger that, snow man. Mexican. I freaking love that boy. Yeah, hey, yeah, is that, that about? Oh yeah, and um, he was he was doing the reenactment bits for uh, the Benoit Dark Side of the Ring. That was him, eh? He was Benoit. He's awesome. I, I, I kind of I was looking at that thinking. I bet you, I was kind of like looking. I'm like that yeah. looks like physique wise with Tyson, but. Yep, it's him. But okay, yep. guys. Anyway, right. let me uh, go feed the horses yeah. and do all the stuff. Like a million, I, weirdly, I, I don't know how I've got a million things to do, but I do. I keep so anyway, up. so you guys be safe, and uh, hopefully I'll catch you at a wrestling show one of these days when the zombie apocalypse is mm-hmm. over. Talk That'll to Tyson. Lovely. Come, hey man, talk to Tyson. Tell me you want to come to Smash and see Katie. I will do. I will do. Yep. 
Okay, you guys have a great night. Be safe. And again, if you guys want to catch me on social media, it's Sinbodi, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I just added you. you. Got it. Okay. I added you. So for redhead, and and I just added you, so it'll be a redhead in a picture with Rosemary. So I'm not. Perfect. Yeah. Or it might be Tyson Dukes, one or the other. I have to look closely. <laughs> I, do <have> a <laughs> I do have a picture of myself with them, so yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys have a great night, and I will right, uh, see you on down the road. Take it easy. Thank you, Take care. Take care. Talk to you Bye-bye. Later. Yeah, much love. Night-night. I love uh, that man, and I, I want him. If I could have that man on once a week, I would. He's awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was, definitely, that was definitely fun. Um, really mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. He's Um, good people. He really is. He's good people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, um, definitely something, guys, that uh, we need to we need to uh, talk about here because um, a few days ago, WWE word word leaked out that this is and this is not a good sign. Shows you what uh, shows you what the uh, situation is because of the uh, of the current uh, pandemic. Um, right now, the the word is that um, after after uh, Mania is broadcast this weekend, um, WWE is uh, going to be um, taking a break. Yeah, they and, I saw wow. that. Saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um and there so apparently I mean they don't even have a post WrestleMania raw recording. Wow. Um, well wow. it is. They say well they say yeah, it says no wait a second, WrestleVote says the Raw after is shot. I've been told if they are pausing for a while, some footage shot won't the air. Yep. So, you know, and of course, the no, Raw after WrestleMania is always yeah. one yeah. of the most unique episodes of Raw. I mean, yo, you guys, you guys remember from a few years back when fans all started singing Fandango's music. Yeah. During the, his match the, the, and doing yeah. the dance. Yep. I mean, it was a thing. Everybody was doing it. Right, right. And then, and then, you know, you got uh, then there were the JBL chants, uh, "We are awesome" chants. I mean, yeah. you know, Raw after Mania crowds are well, they're different. Let's just put it. Let's oh, just yeah. put it that way. Al, and it's, it's hard, definitely it's unique. Hard to, yeah, it's hard for these guys to do it now. Of course, um, last night's dynamite. Um, now, I didn't get to watch out there. Now, oh, it's good. It's good. You'll have to. You'll have to. Sorry, Mass Singer. Mass Singer was two hours, and it comes before wrestling. Sorry. Well, find, find it out. Yeah, one you, of your, you tell. Yeah, it no, it you tell the old man. he's not watching Mass Singer. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good episode. I mean, uh, when yeah. uh, sorry, sorry, you know, I am not the keeper of the remote control in this household, and I will admit that. Well, <laughs> <hey>. oh. 
Well, nope. but uh, I have privileges. Yeah, right. They said undisclosed location. I kind of figured out uh, shortly into it um, because there were people wondering if that was Matt Hardy's ring that they were using. No, they were at the training school outside of Atlanta that uh, QT Marshall owns and runs. I could tell that because um, the uh, where where the uh, Hardy at the Hardy compound. Yeah, that building where where their ring is at is what uh, what they call down south the pole barn. Okay, it's a, it's a metal building that um, would be uh, used for storage, and it has a pitch roof. And if you and if you look at either uh, either final deletion one, either the DNA or the uh, or the WWE one. Inside, you can you know, you, you look and they and they show and it is the and it's the truck and this is the flat roof. Oh, right. Um, but it was but it was good because of course you know once again they had they had the boys and uh, some of the girls and uh, and Britt Baker was definitely I I she she was hilarious she was hilarious I mean when. When Cody starts to come towards her and she goes, six fingers. When you see it, Katie, you'll crack up. I'll have now, to look at it. It's, it's, fun, it's funny when I say it. It's even funnier to watch and hear her say it. Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to eat. Jesus. Oh, man. You should no. see me walking down the street. I'm busting people. I'm talking, social distance. Six feet, damn you. But I don't understand All why right. it's only six feet. Okay, hold on, Sean, I'm speaking. Anyways, I don't understand why it's only six feet since a sneeze can travel ten feet. Okay? Um, yeah. So I have yeah, to I, you know, it's, well, it's, I don't know. Um, and, of course, uh, here in feet? Illinois, they're setting up to where um, <clears throat> cashiers are now behind plexiglass. Like it, like it's the, like it's the salad bar at Golden Corral. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, sea screen. Yeah. Sea screen. I. I mean, yeah. You have to, you have to, you know, you have to kind of get. I'll try to get a little bit of humor because if you get those serious, um, I mean that's why that's why I recorded the uh, the uh, spots that I did because oh. This is this is yes, it's serious, and we're all taking this seriously. But yeah. if we don't have a little bit of fun, um, because it's like uh, in Chicago, um, the mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, comic created a series of memes called "Where's Lightfoot," and showing her standing in front of uh, spots in the city of Chicago that are closed, like. Uh, like she's making sure that uh, you know nobody's going to break the rules and uh, and go onto the beach, go in the be on the beach and in the park, stuff like that. So yeah, you know. people, summer's been canceled, right? Yep, yep. Well, I but mean, that does what, not I, mean that does not mean that that does not mean that you cannot go for walks, people. Just stay the hell away from each other. Right. 
Right. If if you were if you're out with a walk with people that you're with daily, that's nobody's gonna say nothing. All right. But you know, they stay the hell away from each other. Okay. Right. It's a big well, world. They we'll find a day, spot. Day, they announced today that Wimbledon's been canceled. Yeah. Oh, they announced a couple. They they announced that about two days ago, actually. Well, I've always known then, about um, that. Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby's canceled. Well, postponed. Right. Well, it's it's postponed. And that it'll really be, sucks. You know what on. really sucks about that? Because I do look forward to their their uh, fireworks display. Okay. Mm. Because it's gorgeous. Yeah. One of my friends, one of my friends in in, in Radcliffe sent will send me a link, and this year I don't get to see it. Right. I'm a little and, upset. I am. For, I'm, I'm a little butthurt. I am a butthurt. Hey, I don't blame you. I mean. Uh, I mean, we got we got we got an email a few days ago because, um, of course, we have uh, one of, one of the uh, largest uh, set of Highland games out in the entire Midwest. Yeah. And so there's no Invictus games this year games, too. Our games have been our games have been canceled this year as well. Which. You know, I mean that sucks because that's because tough. our games we have we have a we have a great setup. I mean all the plans, um, the vendors that we've got. It means that uh, unless I, uh, it also means that I don't get my don't get my annual cans of iron brew. Which, oh, that bites Paul. Which yeah, that that really sucks. Um, yeah. For those of you that right. don't know what Iron Brew is, Iron Brew is an orange pop that is made in Scotland. And like, why do you think is, I know it? I've seen it. Right. Oh, have you ever had an yeah. Iron Brew? I don't drink beer, love. It's not beer, oh, honey. It's soda pop. It's, oh, it's soda pop. Okay. It is. I, it I is. drink pop a little it bit here and there. It's and it's called and it's called Scotland's second national drink. I and like a good orange. Is, is, so is it an orange soda? Yes, it is. Oh, I enjoy it orange pop. Orange and diet. Um, and this stuff mm. that's tasting stuff. And I always make I'm sure thinking. that mm. I've got money to you know have to have a few during that during that weekend and that. And so mm-hmm. now. I'm gonna to have to it's see if out. I can find a find a source that has any if I'm if I'm gonna get some this year. Yeah. And uh, and it's not cheap and it's not cheap because of course, hey, you know, it yeah. has to be imported. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's an import. Yeah, and I'm wondering if I'm wondering if there's even any available in the States right now. Mm, who knows? Well, uh, it's not often I drink pop, but yeah, I do enjoy. Oh, this, this, orange. Is, this is definitely it's it's def, it's very it's a very good one. Um, I yeah. think you know, I think I I think you would I think you would like it. Uh, yeah, sounds very, like I want to put some some uh, a couple of scoops of uh, vanilla ice cream into it. To be honest. Well, you might, I you like might float. try that. You might mm-hmm. you might try that. I I I've never thought of it. It's, it's good. Uh, Sounds like it, it sounds like it, it sounds like an interesting combination. But hey, well you got your root beer float. You can do it with any pop you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. if nobody says you can't, I mean, I'll right. walk in. I tell them straight up, but yeah, I'd like a root beer float, but I'd like it with orange pop instead. Thank you. 
Yeah. Creamsicle. Well, right there, man. The, Creamsicle. Well, down the street, down the street from uh, from me, of course, is a Burger King, and they've got uh, frozen Coke and uh, frozen orange crush. Yeah. So, you know, that's right so on. that's uh, you know, that's always that's always some good stuff in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. We, so, we used to have we used to have a pop factory. So um, well, this it's a pop soda pop factory called Pop Factory, and they they put out some good stuff. But Pop Shop, thank you, Darren. Pop Shop, but um, yeah, like I said, it's not often I drink pop, but I like good orange. I like I love Fresca. Fresca is incredible. Of course, I like ginger ale. Grape, of course, I like grape pop, but. Yeah, ginger ale. You, if you see me drinking ginger ale, either I'm sick or there's some booze in it. So <laughs> I don't know, man. The bubbles piss me off. It's not a pleasant experience for me. I, yeah, it, it annoys me. Yeah, <laughs> that's OCD for well, you, right there. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of speaking of uh, going back to when uh, when Sim was talking about Jake the Snake. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jake Jake was uh, on a uh, um, did an interview with a uh, show called Flip, and all right, uh, I think I've heard of it. He's uh, and he and he believes that the uh, psychotherapist that um, Vince was having him see was reporting back to Vince, so he was stooging him out. So, okay, oh, oh, the one that Jake was seeing is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He says, "Come to find out, McMahon was having me analyze every GD day I was there. Talk about rules, brother. I thought between doctor and patient thing was supposed to be sacred. Well, evidently it wasn't because this man was reporting back to McMahon. He wanted to see Not how cool. I ticked so he could deal with me and play me. He learned a lot about me, and I thought that was kind of BS. <laughs> Imagine how many others he's done it to. Oh yeah." Just think about oh, it. Yeah. You don't you don't use people's personal issues against them, you know, so you can manipulate and work them. You just that that's just that's that's hey man, that's being a psychopath. <laughs> that's what that is. Or a sociopath. Which, which, yeah. Okay, Sean, you, you saw you saw EW last night. What do you think of um the exalted one and uh what, and all the stuff that they're doing, which is obviously uh, taking shots at Vince. I'm I, now. I really have to watch it. Taking shots at Vince. I'm game to watch that all day long. <laughs> right. Well, you saw. Well, you saw last week. You saw last week the steak dinner, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait till you see this one. Wait till you see this week. Yeah. I've been actually. I've been. I've been binge watching uh, Rosemary in the Multiverse lately because I I missed a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I've been doing that. <laughs> We're talking. I'll be watching it for like two, three hours. I don't care. I love that. Show. All right. All right. I'm gonna cut in because uh, Katie okay. has finally watched all of Dark Side of the Ring. I got and everything. I want to hear. Yeah, I watched it all. <laughs> Watch so, Joe, baby, and I, I, I'm caught up. I'm caught up. I watch New Jack too. Oh well, my! I'm totally caught up. I'm talk, caught up. Talk to us about talk to us about uh, about what uh, you know you felt about uh, about what you saw and the things that uh, 
with me, Jack. All right. Uh, maybe you didn't know. Well, no, with all oh. of them. With with all of it, okay. I'm I'm gonna say with with every episode, I've I've learned quite a bit. Uh, Montreal Screw Job, I knew I knew most most of it. I I knew nothing of Brody at all. Okay, I was familiar with Brody, yeah, but I knew nothing nothing about him at all. Um, a lot a lot of the stuff I I I'd heard stories either from Steve or from actual people on our show. Um, but uh, yeah, our great storytellers that we have, and uh, but I am, I am the sponge. I have yeah. So I've I've yeah. Like Sin said, I'll bounce off. Yeah, I can't remember everything offhand, but the second you start talking about it, I'll be able to remember it. But yeah, just with Bodie though. Oh my Bodie Lee, Brody Lee. Oh my God, that was that was some messed up shit. Yeah, that was just messed up. Absolutely. And then I think you said your comment to me about, and I think you said your comment to me on the Gino Hernandez was was that was a direct hit. No, I I went on about three different things. I said three different things. I'm like, okay, that was a hit. Okay, now now they're saying the body wasn't his. Okay, now what? 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 (laughs) So just it it just twisted and turned and twisted back around. Too much. Yeah, too much sugar, sure. but yeah, it was messed up, messed up, entirely messed up. And then up. I and think you said too. you were very offended by the moolah one. Overly, overly. You know, I mean, everybody's gonna have gonna have people to come to the defense, but Bambi, you need to know your damn role. You know, I mean, and her daughter, like, her daughter could sit there and say anything she wants. She wasn't there. Okay? She wasn't there. So, yeah. You weren't there. You didn't see it. Shut up. Yeah, I learned a whole, whole lot of stuff, man. I mean, things things I never thought I'd hear. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, really? Um. But but watching New Jack, no, that one. I just sat there. That that whole thing was a WTF moment from the start. You know. Oh yeah. So, that, oh, that is yeah. New Jack. Yeah. What Fucking crazy. No, no, it, it, it that didn't bother me. That didn't shock me. That didn't nothing because I've been told. Okay, I've right. been told. So and I've been warned for years. Mass transit, mass transit incident. That little puke. His dad. Okay, that pissed me off the most. You knew Danny, all of a sudden, you're 17 years old. So you're telling me you didn't know that your son was wrestling? Of course you knew your son was wrestling. You knew he was 17. You knew he shouldn't have been in that ring, but you're trying to press charges when the child, as I will call him, agreed to everything. Meanwhile, the child also, also suggested things. Okay? So then it's an oh. So all I saw was there is, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to see what we, can, what we can get out of this guy. You know, and I mean, like, the way, the way the man would go off, you know, like, sure, he was doing booger sugar. Sure, he had a really bad childhood, okay? Like, a really seriously bad childhood. I mean, in some ways, you really do got to think that he even said that he snapped from time to time due to his childhood, okay? And yeah. in some aspects, maybe, just like Ahmed Johnson, because that's what he was doing. He was blacking out. 
and seeing his father, that's why he's gone. You know, and it's yeah. I I've always believed, you know, like and and stereotypically men won't go and see a shrink. Stereotypically, you know. I don't need to see a shrink. I don't need to deal with this. I got my journal and that's all I need attitude. But somebody, you know, it doesn't matter when, when he was a child would have been probably the best time because after, I mean, once he grew up, the man wasn't listening to anything or anybody, you know? And well, that's the truth. You straight, yeah. He'll tell you straight up. I'm stone cold blasted on Coke that night. Every story. Yeah. And I, I was blasted on Coke that night. Yep. I was blasted on Coke that night. I'll be the first to tell you. Yeah. I was blasted on Coke that night. You know? And, <laughs> I mean, shit, I mean, you could have started a drinking game out of that one, but it's the way it was back in the day. Everybody was doing something, or you weren't, but everybody was doing something. You had your straight edges, and then you had your not-so-straight edges. So Yeah, pretty much. You really can't sit there and judge because, well, they were given free reign to do whatever the hell they wanted. Pretty much, whatever yeah. Whatever the hell they wanted. So... You want to sit there and pick at it? Go go pick at who allowed it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, I... Say whatever I, you want about I the man, but he was allowed to do what he did. I didn't meet the man. I didn't meet hmm. the man, but I was in the same room with New Jack. And this was oh, the day that I, that I first met Bill Alfonso. That's going um, to be this some energy right there, the day, And um, this is one... Sean, we know because, uh, of course, uh, PL was there um, the day of the infamous Chicago Superfed press conference. (laughs) Oh, really? Where, yeah, where this guy was going to start this Superfed with a bunch of indie guys and was going to take over the industry. New Jack was there. And mm-hmm. New Jack gets up to ask a question. Now there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of you know, you've got we've got uh, we got uh, big name talent in the room like Bill. We've got promoters like myself, mm-hmm. and he had we had legitimate reporters in there, and he goes off on this rambling five minute monologue slash question, which I, to this day, am convinced he did because he knew that, uh, obviously, it was getting paid for TV, which, of course, uh, didn't there, thankfully, because, as we all later found out, this guy was as uh, phony as a $3 bill, and this thing uh, was, you know, yeah. absolute... Uh, so in the dump, in the dumpster from uh, from second one, but right. you know, I mean Jack just I mean he rambled he rambled he rambled. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, dude, would you just please shut up? <laughs> no, I mean I mean I Damn. didn't say it because I was you to say that. Wow, I I didn't say that. Because I was smart enough to know not to say that because I knew that this dude could legitimately mess me up. <laughs> yeah. So I was not I was not going there. In that. Um, so 
Um, oh, on a more pleasant note, um, ODB got her new food truck. Oh, goody, goody. And, and, uh, there, and there's video of it on Wrestling News Source and that. And it is just absolutely what kind gorgeous. Of um, she does she does a lot of barbecue ribs and that. She's got, uh, of course, Sweet. the... Uh, um, her ODB Bam sauce, and yeah. That which uh, which you which you can get on her website. Uh, oh, not uh, we're not uh, you know doing it as a uh, absolute promotion. ODBBam.com. Oh, but uh, hey, we're we're gonna <coughs> promote we're gonna promote anybody and everybody right Damn now right. because hey, you know, the boys and girls are. Without shows, without paydays, I know it's tough for everybody right now. Um, you know, I'm right now being retired now is probably I'm probably one of the more fortunate people because I know that I've got income coming in. I just I I feel I feel bad for my friends who have regular jobs and they're sitting around home right now twiddling their thumbs, mm-hmm. wondering when and if. Um, Yep, two million people. Yeah, two million people in Canada have now registered for for employment, unemployment insurance. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, two yeah, million. It's, it's you guys about, are up to six that. million. You're up to six yeah. million. I've it's, I've seen it. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sadness. Sadness. Exactly. I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing stories about um, how um, oh people are having to get up at uh, three in the three in the morning. Yeah, but crack of dawn. Yeah. Right. Well, so that they can try and get online with uh, with the New York uh, Department of Employment Security. Right. Yeah. That. Um. I know the Walmart here in Peru, Illinois, they are uh, limiting the amount of people in the store. And yeah, everybody's doing you, that, honey. You, you ha- and they check you before you go into work. They check your temperature and Thanks, all of Darren, that before Darren, you go into work now. Darren, right. Darren, you get your temperature checked now, don't you? Yeah, it started today. Darren had his temperature check taken at work. Yep. I'm, I'm so, I mean, they're trying. Yeah, well, here, okay, guys. If you want to hear this one, all right, I do, I do want, I do laundry down the street from my house. Uh huh. And so I, I went there, I went there today because the weather was perfect. It's like, okay, you know, it's a great mm-hmm. day to walk down and get the laundry done. And so I get to, I get to the door, and the, and I see the restrictions that are on it now. Mm-hmm. No. There's there's a limit of 20 customers at any time at the laundromat. You cannot be in the building except to fill the washers and fill the dryers. And, and, and empty the washer and empty the dryer. You have to, yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to Good. go outside. So be it. You cannot so even be it. fold your clothes there. You have oh. to take them home. My laundry mat's right across the street, and that's really wow. funny since since washing washing them and the heat kills COVID. 
So that's really weird. Yeah. Then that, that, that means that they're yeah. not keeping the establishment as clean as they should be. That's what that means. Oh, it's, 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 it's clean. It's clean. I, I yeah. will, I will. My I will laundromat's across the street. My laundromat's across the street. Oh, I leave okay. my stuff there. I leave my <laughs> stuff there. I come home. You know, it takes about, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes to do the laundry. I go, I put it in the dryer, I come home, smoke joint, walk across the street. And, yeah, we do fold there, but I don't think we'll be folding our next our next load there. Yeah. You know? Right. He's got to wipe that I mean, place the chairs, down, too, right? Yeah, the chairs the chairs are down. There's caution tapes across, caution tapes across the yep. folding table and that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's like you know, I almost I I, I almost felt like uh, uploading uh, REMs into the world because the end of the world as we know it. As we know it. Yep. Yeah. I feel fine. It's like I'm feeling that, fine. That's where we're that's where we're at now. I'm feeling you pissed know? off. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I'm I'm sitting there and I am hearing. Hulk Hogan going, you're looking at the new world order, brother. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at now and will be for God knows how long. I mean, but pe- people got to start following what, they, what they've been told, basically your orders. I mean, spring... Spring break wasn't even canceled, and the beaches were full and followed. People people wouldn't cancel their vacations because they didn't want to lose the money. Well, in most cases, people, you're going to get the money back for your vacation. You might not, might might have a right. problem with the airlines since they're giving you like free travel vouchers over the last two years, which is complete utter bullshit. Air Canada, right, and and right. WestJet and other things like that. You know, I mean, like, come yeah. on. But you know, my friend, and, one and of my friends through, last yeah. week, yeah, one of my friends last uh-huh. week just came back from Florida and I mean silly bitch went and dislocated her shoulder and they gave her shit for coming in and said she shouldn't have broken isolation. And I'm like, excuse me. If I I wouldn't come really? So she was to suffer for another three days? That's bullshit. You know? I'm sorry. Yep. They, if you say you're taking yep. essential patients, that's essential. I don't care. Right. That's essential. Like, I mean, right. what what if what if I have to go in for an issue with my COPD? Are they going to turn me away? If it doesn't happen, I'm very well controlled, but they shouldn't. God forbid. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, mean and, and I mean, mental health clients, mental mental health patients, they, they're trying they're trying to turn them away yeah. and everything oh, else. It's like, God. excuse me. I, Hello. I gotta, I, you know, I I got I gotta wonder how. You know how people like that are are getting through right now. I mean, you, know, oh, you can't I can even tell go you right to, now. You can't even go to see. Yeah, I gotta say, you can't even actually go to see your your doctor. And that. Yep, I um, can't see my counselor I'm, right now. I talked to her on the phone, but it's just not the same. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you don't have somebody looking at you, telling you, "Hey, do it this yep. way." Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I can, it's not a big deal. I could probably FaceTime my counselor, but that's besides the point. Um, this week, as a matter of fact, on Tuesday, I was given the choice on whether I wanted to go in for, to see my doctor or if I would get a phone call. No, you get a phone call. And my doctor's, for the most part, he is doing all his work from home. So which means, okay, I, I, need my, I need my refills. All right. I'll send them to Shoppers Drug Mart. Don't worry about it. They'll be there. I can't even go into the office right now because they're on a skeleton staff, and 
oh, we're not doing, you know, and I'm, I'm like, can, am I allowed to come in for my B12 shot? Uh, sorry, Kate, you can't, you know, um, there's no lab and the receptionist, I, I know them pretty well. And she's telling me, I'm the only one here, really, other than the doctors. And I'm like, okay, good to know. So they, they allow my sister to do it. So I'm thinking of asking them, give me my, give, give me my vial and give me some syringes because I need my B12. And right. the pills just don't cut it. The pills don't cut it. I'm glad I'm not on anything else that, that's important, that needs to be done, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, so much for asking an upage dosage this month, huh? But, right. yeah. Right. It's, well, I, you know, but you know what? Sean, I'll, I'll live. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Sean dropped, and so oh, we're, actually, we're actually at that, uh, at that point. Um, live will happen tomorrow night um, at uh, 10-9 Central. Um, I will make, I will be making an announcement uh, as far as uh, um, the uh, continuation of, of that program. Um, I don't see why not. We will be back here. What's that? But we What's will that? be back here next week. Um yeah. Same bat time, same bat channel, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, um, Brawl for All episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And if uh, there's any mm-hmm. other stuff that uh, happens to mm-hmm. come out, we'll, uh, we'll talk about them. We'll, maybe we'll talk about weekend. the fact that there's uh, WWE people who are not getting paid right now and haven't been getting paid for many, many weeks. And that, oh, damn, but, damn. Uh, well, but, I hope uh, I hope we'll, what Rusev we'll, donated helped him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I truly do. So, all right. So everybody, be safe. Pay attention to the rules. Um, it was your turn. Right on behalf of Statistic Sean David, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. This is the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks. Chaotic Katie, people stay the hell inside, okay? And stop yeah. breaking down the tape for the parks. Kids don't need to play every day. Now get out of here. Exactly. Wash your damn Good night. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on.
some other beginning ends. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.